Hi, I'm Anusha, your friend and host for Daily Bible Podcast. You have joined me today as we continue to read the Gospel of John. In our previous episode, we read John chapter 7 and today we'll be reading John chapter 8. We saw the people debating on who Jesus is and we saw them say that the Messiah is going to come out of nowhere. Nobody is going to know where he has come from. Jesus also describes the infilling and the gift of the Holy Spirit, which we learned in our previous episode. Today we will be seeing how a woman caught in adultery is not condemned and is forgiven. We'll also see the way Jesus explains to the people about how God sent him and what he intends through Jesus. Jesus tells the people that he is the one who sets them free. He also tells them that he is the one sent by God for the world and they must believe to be saved. Let's go. John chapter 8 to throw the stone. Jesus went across to Mount Olives, but he was soon back in the temple again. Swarms of people came to him. He sat down and taught them. The religion scholars and Pharisees led in a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They stood her in plain sight of everyone and said, Teacher, this woman was caught red-handed in the act of adultery. Moses, in the law, gives orders to stone such persons. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something incriminating so they could bring charges against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger in the dirt. They kept at him, baggaging him. He straightened up and said, The sinless one among you go first, throw the stone. Bending down again, he wrote some more in the dirt. Hearing that, they walked away, one after another, beginning with the oldest. The woman was left alone. Jesus stood up and spoke to her. Woman, where are they? Does not anyone condemn you? No one, master. Neither do I, said Jesus. Go on your way from now on. Don't sin. You're missing God in all this. Jesus once again addressed them. I am the world's light. No one who follows me stumbles around in the darkness. I provide plenty of light to live in. The Pharisees objected. All we have is your word on this. We need more than this to go on. Jesus replied, You're right that you only have my word, but you can depend on it being true. I know where I've come from and where I go next. You don't know where I'm from or where I'm headed. You decide according to what you can see and touch. I don't make judgments like that. But even if I did, my judgment would be true because I wouldn't make it out of the narrowness of my experience, but in the largeness of the one who sent me, the Father. That fulfills the conditions set down by God's law. 
that you can count on the testimony of two witnesses and that is what you have. You have my word and you have the word of the father who sent me. They said, where is this so-called father of yours? Jesus said, you're looking right at me and you don't see me. How do you expect to see the father? If you knew me, you would at the same time know the father. He gave this speech in the treasury while teaching in the temple. No one arrested him because his time wasn't up yet. Then he went over the same ground again. I'm leaving and you are going to look for me, but you're missing God in this and are headed for a dead end. There is no way you can come with me. The Jews said, so is he going to kill himself? Is that what he means by you can't come with me? Jesus said, you're tied down to the mundane. I'm in touch with what is beyond your horizons. You live in terms of what you see and touch. I'm living on other terms. I told you that you were missing God in all this. You are at the end, a dead end. If you won't believe I am who I say I am, you're at the dead end of sins. You're missing God in your lives. They said to him, just who are you anyway? Jesus said, what I've said from the start, I have so many things to say that concern you, judgments to make that affect you, but you don't accept the trustworthiness of the one who commanded my words and acts. None of it matters. That is who you are questioning, not me, but the one who sent me. They still didn't get it didn't realize that he was referring to the father. So Jesus tried again. When you raise up the son of man, then you will know who I am. That I am not making this up, but speaking only what the father taught me. The one who sent me stays with me. He doesn't abandon me. He sees how much joy I take in pleasing him. When he put it in these terms, many people decided to believe. If the Son sets you free. Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. If you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourself the truth, and that truth will set you free. Surprise, they said, but we have descendants from Abraham. We've never been slaves to anyone. How can you say the truth will set you free? Jesus said, I tell you most solemnly that anyone who chooses a life of sin is trapped in a dead-end life and is in fact a slave. A slave can't come and go at will. The son, though, has an established position, the run of the house. So, if the Son sets you free, you are free, through and through. I know you are Abraham's descendants, but I also know that you are trying to kill me because my message hasn't yet penetrated your thick skulls. I'm talking about things I have seen while keeping company with the Father. And you just go on and on and doing what you have heard from your Father. They were... Indignant, our father is Abraham. 
Jesus said, If you were Abraham's children, you would have been doing the things Abraham did. And yet here you are trying to kill me, a man who has spoken to you the truth he got straight from God. Abraham never did that sort of thing. You persist in repeating the works of your father. They said, We are not bastards. We have a legitimate father, the one and only God. If God were your father, said Jesus, you would love me. For I came from God and arrived here. I didn't come here on my own. He sent me. Why can't you understand one word I say? Here's why. You can't handle it. You're from your father, the devil, and all you'd want to do is please him. He was a killer from the very start. He couldn't stand the truth because there wasn't a shred of truth in him. When the liar speaks, he makes it up out of his lying nature and fills the world with lies. I arrived on the scene and tell you the plain truth. And you refuse to have a thing to do with me. Can any one of you convict me of a single misleading word, a single sinful act? But if I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone in God's side listens to God's words. This is why you're not listening, because you're not on God's side. I am who I am. The Jews then said, That settles it. We were right all along when we called you a Samaritan and said you were crazy, demon-possessed. Jesus said, I am not crazy. I simply honor my father while you dishonor me. I am not trying to get anything for myself. God intends something gloriously grand here and is making the decisions that will bring it about. I say this with absolute confidence. If you practice what I am telling you, you will never have to look death in the face. At this point, the Jews said, Now we know you are crazy. Abraham died. The prophets died and you show up saying, if you practice what I'm telling you, you'll never have to face death, not even a taste. Are you greater than Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you think you are? Jesus said, if I were striving to get all the attention, it wouldn't amount to anything. But my father, the same one you say is your father, Put me here at this time and place of splendor. You haven't recognized him in this, but I have. If I, in false modesty, said I didn't know what was going on, I would be as much of a liar as you are. But I do know, and I am doing what he says. Abraham, your father, with elated faith, looked down the corridors of history and saw my day coming. He saw it cheered. The Jews said, You are not even fifty years old, and Abraham saw you. Believe me, said Jesus, I am who I am, long before Abraham was anything. That did it. Pushed them over the edge. They picked up rocks to throw at him, but Jesus slipped away, getting out of the temple.
Thank you for joining me on today's episode. Jesus speaks about Abraham being the father of the people and people say that Abraham was their father. We all know that God and Abraham had a very good relationship. Abraham followed God, had faith in God and did what God told him to do. We are all born through Abraham. The Bible here clearly explains what Abraham went through. It says that with elevated faith Abraham looked down the corridors of history and saw my day coming. He saw the day of Jesus coming and Abraham had faith to believe and to foresee the coming of Jesus. And Jesus also mentions that he was there when Abraham was there. which tells us that Jesus was there at the very beginning when God created all the world and he was with God at that time it was only now at this point in time in history when God sent Jesus down to earth to save mankind and this was a time that people throughout the old testament have been looking forward to they have been waiting and waiting for the messiah that God had promised. So this is a bit of a historical chapter and we did learn some things from how the Old Testament connects to the New. <laughs> Time for benedictions. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and always. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life as you dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Stay tuned.